All right. Well, this is our first time recording for our podcast. So welcome, everybody. Hi. This is Jennifer and Amara. And welcome to My Nail Tech Knows All My Secrets. Yep, that's us. We've kind of been planning this for a long time and been um, either too preoccupied or, uh, in my case, too fucking scared to do anything. So here we are, finally. Finally. I feel like we've been wanting to do this because, well, obviously you're a nail tech. Yes. I'm a life coach. Yep. Um, and we're also friends. Yep. <laughs> and we also talk a lot of stuff. And it's time that everyone kind of gets to hear it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of our job, honestly. Like, we both have to essentially, like, listen to people and give them advice, even though that's actually your job title. But it's just, like, one of my, like, things that I kind of have to do because my clients basically think I'm their therapist. But, you know, mm. so we both kind of have to talk and listen, all that fun stuff. I remember when you had like an issue having conversations with customers. I did because I'm <laughs> very socially awkward and it is very hard for me to just randomly. Well, you know what it is? I don't like small talk. Like, I don't want to talk about the fucking weather. That's weird. Like, I, <laughs> I like in-depth conversations. So when somebody gets their nails done like one or two times, it's like, bitch, you're my friend. Let's talk tell me all of your fucking secrets I need to know so I can help you be better in life and give you bomb ass nails. Period. Yeah. So you operate under Nailaholics Anonymous. Yep. And you're and coaching I'm with Grace. coaching with Grace. Um, so you've, how long have you been in Nailtech now? That's a great question. Um, I think years yeah i'm pretty sure it's, yeah i think it's five years five or six years one of those two yeah i'm pretty sure it's like five or six years yeah because i remember when you first started out and i came to you and then like i just never left pretty much yeah pretty much god had a different plan for us yes <laughs> <laughs> we so, literally became friends yeah from somebody true. i don't even talk to the fucking person anymore but we're still here seriously we're so bonding weird. over nails yep love it and life coaching because you're yeah. my life coach even you've been my life coach even before yeah this was your job i was and you're fucking great at it okay. it's crazy so what made you want to like be a nail tech um i've always wanted to be a nail tech because when i was a kid my mom had like the super long 90s girls nails and I was in love with them. And she used to take me to the nail salon with her every two weeks, go get them done. And I was like literally in love with the smell of acrylic since I was about five or six years old. But yeah, when same. I was, yeah, when I was growing up, like there wasn't anybody that looked like me that did nails. So I just thought it wasn't something in the cards for me. And so I just didn't pursue it until like my mid twenties, which is ghetto. Wish I had started earlier. But again, everybody has a different life path, right? And what made you become a life coach? Well, originally I am, well, still am, <laughs> a school counselor <laughs> at a middle school. Um, and I always wanted to work with kids. That was just my thing. 
Um, and I knew I couldn't be a teacher. Shout out to the teachers because that's like way too much work for me. No way. I remember being in college and had education as a minor because uh-huh. I was like, okay, maybe I'll be, you know, a teacher. Uh-huh. And then you know, get my master's in, in school counseling while I'm teaching. And, more humbling. and I just enjoyed being in small groups. Like I just ah. couldn't, I didn't see myself being in front of a class. Yeah. I just really like small groups and like being one-to-one yeah. with a kid. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I did that. I worked at colleges because I thought maybe, you know, I could be a counselor in a university. Yeah, but I feel like kids listen better. Yeah. 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 And just something about being in a school. I don't know yeah. what it is for me. It's just, I love it. I love that atmosphere of just being around kids. Yeah. You know, I learned from them just as much as they learned from me. Oh. And um, so then, yeah, then pandemic hit. And for the first time in my life, I was like, I don't have a so-called steady job, right? Mm-hmm. Like I went to college. Yeah. I got a city job. You get the benefits. That's yeah. what your parents tell you. Yeah. And then I'm like, whoop, uh, this might not be it plus I'm not like tenured right right so it's not guaranteed like they can tell me hey we're gonna access you right um so and on top of that once I got my position as a counselor it was great but then I almost felt like something was missing okay that makes so sense. I was like I feel like I'm just destined for other stuff yeah but I love what I do I'm not leaving what I do yeah but I'm just destined for like something else um and you know, I was telling my husband, like, I think I'm going to try this life coaching stuff because it looks like something I do. What's mm-hmm. the big deal? And um, as soon as I said that, I went into LinkedIn and I had a DM from my now coach. Uh-huh. She was looking for people to, you know, do her certification program. So I was like, hell yeah. Like, what do I have to lose? Like, just do it. The stars aligned. They did. <laughs> and I ended up getting certified more than anything out of these programs. You learn more about yourself. Right. And you learn, like, whatever barriers that are in front of you are the ones that you put in front of yourself. Well, that's the best way to, I guess, be a life coach is you have to realize what's going on with you first so that you can help other people. Because the first person that you had to help was yourself. Right. I won't take anybody seriously if it's like, ma'am, your life is a shit show. You're not even being (laughs) honest with yourself. (laughs) Yeah. It's like hearing I'm telling people and then I'm like, you know, eating pizza. Right. And being depressed. Right. When like, no, like get it together. Um, so I did that and then I opened up my business and Yay. now I do that on the part on the side and it just gives me a different fulfillment than the kids, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, I feel like I'm really giving women and educators like a time for themselves that we always don't get. Yeah. Cause that's like your niche women and educators. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, you weren't planning on this, but like other fellow women who own small businesses also happen to be those that kind of fall into the category for you to life coach. Cause we be needing you. We need you. <laughs> Our life be like falling apart and it's kind of hard to stay motivated and stay, you know, interested in what you're doing. If you don't have like a goal in mind or anything, yeah. you know, any kind of like boundary set. So, yeah. and it doesn't mean you have a problem. Like I think, people need to get that out of their head too. Like you shouldn't be looking for a therapist or a life coach when you truly need it. No, you should be probably finding one just to have it, just to just stay on track with stuff. Like it's little things to just get out of your head. Right. So you don't ever go like overboard or it doesn't ever get too, I guess, 
uh, out of hand, essentially, because our, our inner thoughts kind of cripple us a lot of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you need something to kind of reel you back on in. Yeah, like I was even afraid of starting my own business. I'm still afraid. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> it's, it's on you. Yeah, and it's just you and you're not really used to that environment because it's like you're used to, you know, walking into a school and, you know, things are it's like a there's like a, a blueprint to how things are done. Right. And when you own your own business, it's not like that at all. Like It's like, well, what do I do now? And you kind of have to like make it your own. So that's oh, that's just good. It's worth it though. It's worth it. Were you ever like, so I have this weird feeling of like, what if I become too successful? Do that you have that? Is my um literally who so I am as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I've been scared to pretty much try everything because I've been scared that I'm gonna be too good at it and that I'll be too successful. And it's like it sounds so stupid when you say it out so loud. Stupid. But it's like it's really a real feeling. Like, what if I can't, you know, I, I can't do this or well, not even what if I can't, what if I'm really just too good at this and it just blows up and then, you know, life gets like out of control and it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but I definitely have had that feeling with pretty much a lot of stuff. Like I've stopped myself from taking certain classes because I'm like, if I get too good at nails, I have to raise my prices and then I won't have some of my main, you know, yeah. main clients forgetting that I'll now have new clients who are willing to pay more money so I don't have to work as much and actually be at home with my freaking kids. So it, it sounds kind of stupid, but yep, I definitely have that issue with being scared that I'm going to be too good at something. It sounds so stupid. It does. But a lot of people feel that way. It does, yeah. And it's, it's honestly, I think it's just something that you need to say out loud. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you realize how fucking crazy you sound, right? Okay, stop doing that shit. Yeah, people be like, oh, so like, you know, I know you're doing life coaching. Like, so do you ever see yourself like leaving because you can make more money, you know, right. than the job you have now? And I'm like, no. Right. And it's not that, it's not more of like, oh my God, I'm going to get so successful that I have to leave. It's more of like, I actually really like being with kids. Right. Like, I love being a school counselor. For you, it's a balance. Like, yeah. It's like you get a little bit, you get the adults with the life coaching. Right. And then you also get to deal with the kids. And, you know, kids need a good ass guidance counselor. Like, I've met so many clients who are like, I'm only where I am today because I had a bomb ass guidance counselor in school who, you know, looked out for me and put me on to shit and really wanted to see me grow so it's like it's almost like I can't leave the game now like I'm just getting excited like these kids need me like yeah no and I just find like coaching is just I know I'm good at it yeah and I like it but I just and I know I'm gonna like make a business out of it but I just like being a counselor yeah yeah and it's like it's honestly life is about balance and we don't realize that so it's like you get a little bit of both and you feel fulfilled on you know in in your life it's like okay you can help other people but you feel fulfilled and that's yeah. what's most important absolutely because it's you fuck around and quit something just to make money and it's like great i'm making more money doing this but like i miss the children right and now i don't now you don't want to do any of it because it's like mm, it's not interesting to me anymore and adults are actually really assholes kids do listen a lot better and like just they're more open too because they don't have as much pride as we do i mean they do but it's also like you kind of have to also realize like they are still learning right i mean yeah you're still learning as an adult but you've really made like some mistakes that you really shouldn't be making over and over again right 
it's like they're really just they're at the the, the start line yeah to life being a human they're still really still learning how to be human how to take care of themselves who they are and a lot of them really don't even realize that this is just a small piece of who they are and they're probably not going to be this person in a few years i mean that's the case for a lot of us but like the core of their being is not you know nope not set in stone yet and it's good to be that person to be that step along the way to like be like oh i remember she said that Mm -hmm. you know because a lot of kids i mean a lot of people in general don't really have good support systems at home and you might be the only person talking to them about certain things and it might be their only experience with like someone talking to them about their feelings or telling them you know it's okay like you know to feel however you're feeling or just in general just might be the only person actually talking to them right some people really don't even talk to their kids this is true i have kids so i can understand why you don't want to talk to your kids but (laughs) yeah you still kind of gotta talk to them uh, everyone keeps asking me at work so like when are you gonna have kids and i'm like you need to relax someone was putting twins on me the other day and i was like you have to take that back take, take back that energy because i am just I like claim that energy i'm well, an only child my husband's an only child and i'm like i think we've done pretty good yeah um, what is the stigma in life people thinking only children can't like succeed like oh they need siblings siblings fight siblings fight and this is from somebody that has some people don't even talk to their siblings exactly so i don't understand i literally ignore my brother's phone calls <laughs> all the time <laughs> i oh. don't know like they're just like so when are you have a baby i'm like i just got married i'm not even a year married how about that oh, this is gonna be your one. Oh, life comes at us fast it comes at us fast but i'm good like i just i don't know honestly motherhood is like Mm. but people expect you to just like i remember when i got engaged oh mm-hmm. so when are you gonna get married bro i just got engaged just for a week this part? Like, like relax right like chill out so oh when are you getting married oh you got married so when are you having kids oh so when are you gonna buy a house like, bro well, when are you gonna mind your business yeah why can't i just enjoy this part of my life because having kids is a major life shift and People tell you that, but I don't think they really prepare you for the type of life shift that it is. I mean, getting married is a major life shift that people also don't tell you about. No. Like, no one tells you about it. Like, you really have to now, I guess, essentially take a whole other person into consideration when you're making any type of moves. I feel like my mom prepared me always for the worst. Gotcha. So, like, I think, like, anytime there's been an issue with, like, marriage or Mm. relationship or or even like a kid like yeah. she's always told me the worst yeah so i'm just like almost overly prepared gotcha so maybe i think of the worst gotcha. intuitively i mean i'd rather that than be thinking shit is all roses and uh yeah no it's not sunglasses well pink sunglasses and, like bunnies and unicorns and shit and that's not it because it's it's i mean i feel like you have to get to a certain point in marriage for it to be like that but the first few years our ghetto is fucked. Like the first yeah. year is like really dreamy and all that. And sometimes you're fortunate enough to actually have like major issues in the beginning of the marriage. And I know that that sounds crazy, but when it comes to like- I'd rather have them. Exactly. you rather have them in the beginning so that you can, you know, work on it and you really know what you're dealing with. My mom's co-worker said, 
when you date someone, they send their representatives. Yep. And I think that's true for women and men. Ah, uh, yes, it is. I mean, more so men, but yeah. I think yeah. women do it too. Yeah. Um, because my husband was definitely not prepared to see me in a bonnet when I <laughs> took on my curly hair journey. And, you know, whatever. He laughs at me every night. But, yeah. um, you know, prior to that, it was like, oh, I need to have my hair straight all yeah. the time mm-hmm. so I can look good and this yep. and this. And now it's like, my makeup was Fuck done all that. the time. No. And now it's more of like, well, what's going to make me happy? Right. You know? Right. But it becomes like that, that weird pattern that yeah. we can get kind of lost in. Yeah. Um, and then so many things happen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you like, it's, it's hard to see maybe your partner depressed or yeah. in a dark space from yeah. something. And like, you just can't do anything about it. No, because and, you guys are a unit, yes, but you're still individual people at the end of the day. Yeah. And like you said, like, you know, you have to make sure that you're happy. This person also has to make sure that they're happy because they're, them making themselves happy independently is what helps the marriage flourish. Like, you you are literally independent people that come together as one technically but you're still a person like you still have to make sure that you're okay like you're good on you know on your end and that's difficult yeah and you can honestly be dating someone for five years Mm -hmm. the minute you live with them is a whole other beast yep like I don't care what anyone says it's a whole other beast and then also like when you meet someone in your 20s mm-hmm. and then you kind of live with them and, and yep. flourish with them yep. like into your 30s you guys change yes, and like do. that's a hard pill to swallow where you're like I was used to this person mm-hmm. but now we've both changed yep and we have to figure out each other again and you have to pray that you're still compatible yes as you're changing because it's like and you can't it's like it's not even something that you can get mad at your spouse about because it's like it's 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 what happens like you're always ever changing and it's like are we going to be able to grow together like is is that is that going to work it's being married is is interesting I'm on a year almost four of being married really yeah which is wild yeah I didn't realize until yesterday I think me and my husband were talking and he was like oh yeah this year is going to be four years and I'm like what I've, I've been with you for four years, which is the longest relationship I've ever been in. Me too. Yeah. So this has been like the longest relationship I've ever been in. Like yeah. dating. We just made five years. Really? Oh, yeah. Time really like, <laughs> But like right before I met him, um, I was like, okay, I'm ready for like a real relationship. And I said to myself, the next one that I get into is because that's the person I see like forever with right and it was my husband <laughs> that's sweet yeah I was basically about to be a hoe and <laughs> <laughs> my husband came along and was like nope gotcha bitch not going anywhere because I had just recently dealt with um I think the last straw for me when dealing with um men mm-hmm. and I was I literally told myself like days before I got before I started dating my husband I was just like I'm okay being by myself like, if yeah. I meet another man, I'm okay. I will be fine. Me and my kid, at the time, it was just one. Like, we'll be good. I don't need anybody. I'm okay. Like, I can, I make, you know, decent money. I can figure my shit out. <sighs> and then 11 months later, I was married with another child on the way. So, here we are. Here, here we are. Life comes at you fast. I mean, you said something interesting. Like, 
you're okay with being by yourself. But I also think women should just be okay being by themselves, even in a relationship. Oh, yes. Like, you have to, because you will get lost. But you know what's crazy? I feel like once you do get married, that's when you realize that you are okay alone. (laughs) Which is so weird. It's like, okay, I love it. That's part of, like, part of finding love is realizing, like, okay, if I need to step away from this person, I will be okay. And, like, being all right with it. Like, if that makes any sense. Because it's like, I love my husband to death. I think if we did get a divorce, I'm probably never marrying anyone else in my no, life. No, never. I would never get married. Yeah, yet. I'm good on Period. this shit. Never. Like, I'm so good. No, never. And I'm just, like, dealing with him every day. I'm like, I love you, but I, I'm, I can live without you. And it's like, you kind of have to be okay with it because once you do find, like, I guess, like, the love of your life, it starts to hit you that one day this person is going to die. And I'm going to have to be able to live with it. And I maybe I just have a sick little morbid mind, but that's how I'm always thinking. Like, all right, I gotta, you know. Well, that's how I that's how I thought with like marriage and like um family and like my parents, right? So like if they pass away, yeah, this partner, I'm okay with them being my only family. Right. Like that's how I was looking at it. Oh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Well, my situation is a little bit different. Well, you're different. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Because yeah like I'm an only child and had my parents and we're super close yeah and I was always like well you know is this person like the person I can like truly be with right I really think weird see that's my issue but I think it has to do with like the way I was raised so I always thought like okay is this person great for me you know obviously entirely but like they're my family now right so if my family that raised me isn't around, this is, is this going to be the family on. that I want? And right. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The other thing was, I always said, can I deal with this person in a divorce? Which is kind of like really weird to think about because at the time I wasn't married. But no, but that's good because if it does happen, I need to know that you're not going to A, murder me for the life insurance policy. Yeah. Sorry, I'm morbid as fuck. Uh-huh. Or B, we'll be able to like coexist. And if we have kids, can right. our kids be okay with us being divorced? Because I've met people who are divorced and it's like, y'all, why aren't you guys together? Like you guys work so well together. And it's just like, you have to know like this isn't working and we can exist as two human beings right. outside of this. Because it's like divorce is... Divorce is brutal. I don't care what anyone says. I've seen the worst of the worst. I don't care if you had a great relationship and you guys fizzled out, unfortunately. And you think it's going to be a clean divorce. It is not. People get hurt and they hurt others when they're hurt. And it's It's brutal. So my thing is, everything gets split down the middle, Mm -hmm. whatever you have. Uh Um, We share the kids. And that's that. And my other thing too is like, you know what if they're not around like their family their extended family like yeah. are they going to be good for my kids yeah and my husband's family is like amazing yeah you know what i'm saying yeah or like if i'm not around right can well i, well, I feel well, my kids be fine raising my right. children because it's 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 a reality like my mom passed away when i was younger and um my dad and my mom's family pretty much are the ones who kind of raised me essentially after that and then my dad did get remarried and my stepmother is like amazing she's amazing you couldn't tell that that's not my right. biological mom no. and when my dad passed away she still is my mom 
Like she loves me to death. So it is really important that what you're like, you know, how you're thinking is actually super important. And I never even thought about it like that. Like, yeah, 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 shit, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, that's just how I think, I'm not sure, maybe because I've seen, like, divorce, or I've seen, like, people in relationships, or, I don't know, these are just things that I thought about, and I was always, like, that was my thing, where, you know, granted, like, I'm on birth control, but Mm -hmm. back in the day, when I was dating people, I'm, like, could I really stand you as the father of my child, and it was like, no, that's a dub. We're not doing that. Yeah. So I was always like, Mm-mm, no. And, and that's then I was becomes tricky, where it's like with the representatives and <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. And 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 having like you know putting yourself in a position where it's like I could have a child with you, but it's like, oh shit, you're not even who you said you were. Okay, so this is great. Yeah, it's tricky. I was also mortified of telling my mother. Listen. So I wanted her because you know the lady's face speaks Mm -hmm. I always want her to be like oh my god cool congratulations like I'm so happy and (laughs) I'm here to tell you that that fear Ah. goes away I was 22 the first time I got pregnant and I told my mom and I was petrified and my mother was ecstatic like she was so excited to be a grandmother really yeah she did not care that I was only 22 years old I was freaking out but she was just like whatever and then the second time I got pregnant, um, my husband and I were like, I guess like moving into like the next phase of our relationship. We were talking about getting married and buying a house and all sorts of stuff. And then we got pregnant before we did any of that. And I was still scared to tell her my I was 27 years old, scared shitless, mm-hmm. knew that this man was the person I wanted to spend my life with. I was still scared. And then I was married married the third time still scared to tell my mother because it's like admitting that you had sex is weird to your parents um which is stupid doesn't make any sense but it's terrifying (laughs) but then it's just like you know are they gonna be are they gonna look at me crazy are they gonna be like you know you shouldn't be having a fucking baby right now like that's just (sighs) yeah i just did i remember her telling me at 25 she's like if you come out pregnant at this point you're stupid And I was like, well, she's right, but whatever. Yeah, like, well, and the other, charge, yeah, the other know? thing, too, was, like, imagine I came home pregnant or told her, and she was like, by who? Right. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, like... Just go ahead, expose me being a hoe okay, Yeah, mom. and so I was like, no, I can never do that. She's right. going to look at me like I'm crazy. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, obviously I'm married now, so yeah. she would be ecstatic. Yeah. Um, but I would still feel weird, like... I would have to tell like it's weird why it's very strange I don't know what it is it's very weird it gets a little bit easier as you get older but it's still petrifying and yeah I'm, I'm not really sure what that's about I'd like I'd, I'd, I'd love to get some insight on why the hell you're so scared to tell your parents about a baby and I see these people on the internet and they're like oh, were we surprised our mom and told her that we were pregnant and they have like these whole like grand gestures yes. and I'm like no I think I'm just gonna cry. Listen, I just sent my mom a text message with the pregnancy test because I was fucking scared, terrified, and she called me screaming with excitement on the phone. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that went better than I thought it would go." I don't know why I thought it was going the other way, but it was it was scary as shit. Yeah, it was scary. But that was the third time. The first time I gave her a card, <laughs> and it was like a picture inside, and it was like my birthday with my shoes my son's father's birthday with his shoes and there were like little baby shoes and it said November 2013 question mark I kid you not it took her 20 minutes to figure out what the fuck was going on and then she finally put it together and she 
completely went crazy. But after it took her so long to figure it out, I was like, I'm never doing the grand gesture again. I'm just going to tell sis, like, here's a sonogram. Here's your grandkid. Be excited. Goodbye. Yeah. I don't know. That should be interesting when I tell her. Yeah. She's going to she's gonna love it. But yeah. I think I'm the one that's going to be like, oh. It's scary. It's very scary. Because kids are... See, you're used to dealing with children who are not yours. So it's like, great, you guys are crazy, but I get to give you back. And then because you're used to dealing with them, you know just how fucking crazy kids are. So it's probably going to be a little bit more nerve wracking for you than most people. And it's like, how will my kid be? What is this going to be like? It's, it's, it's honest. Well, yeah, because you can raise them however you want and they can make that one pivot that you just have no control over. And Which it's I'm like, going through right now. Yep. Like, why? Who are you and where's my kid that I raise? I don't know who this damn imposter is. But well, yeah. I tell my mom all that, like, all the time. I'm like, listen, I apologize for being a 16-year-old, a typical 16-year-old, <laughs> but I can't tell you why I did it because yep. I really don't know why. Don't know. But just let you know, you're a great mom. Yep. And I turned out fine. Which is impulses. My bad, sis. My bad. You yeah. know how this goes. Everybody goes through the same thing. We're all like, we don't know what the hell's going on. No. Like hormones are going nuts. We're just out here wilding for no actual reason. No reason. Can't really even tell somebody what you. Yeah. Oh, it'll be sixteen again. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go back to this. I kind of don't. Really? <laughs> I was so insecure. I was. Like really? it was just so like, like why? Like even now when I like with some kids at school Mm -hmm. the fact that kids can just they walk around like themselves and they're weird and they're funny I admire that because I'm like generation that we're in I just would never like I had to be put together I was insecure I was just like no and I just wish like I don't know I love to see kids like that because I'm like I wish I was you when I was 13. This generation now is so okay with being themselves, and I absolutely love that for them. Because it's like, I spent so many years literally looking at things on TV and being like, oh, I want to look like this. I want to look like that. And it never was something that was attainable for me. Do you still feel like you think like that? I slightly do. I think so sometimes. Like, sometimes I look on the internet, and I'm like, oh, wow, look at all these women that, like, had kids, and they bounce back, and they're skinny, and they're like, well, if I have three kids, and I can go to the gym, and so can you. And I'm like, Suck. I still have <laughs> no time to go to the gym. Like, where the hell are these women pulling this fucking imaginary energy from? So it's like, it's still sometimes I feel like that, but then also I don't really care anymore. Like, a part of me is just like, fuck it. This is who I am. Yeah. I like to look homeless. That's who I am as, <laughs> at the core of my being. Like, fuck it. Um, yeah, side note if you guys hear like noises, or scraping it's because she's actually doing my nails um so most of these podcasts will be done when i'm doing my nails yep, so um, because i live in brooklyn <laughs> her shop is in long island but i love to travel for great service yes. i've always been like that um so that's what i do i come here once a month self-care and, day um, that's what we do self-care day so what should we tell them this podcast is like gonna be about? Um I don't know, actually. I was thinking and I was like, um, what are we going to talk about? Like, I feel like it'll be like pop culture based, like random things that we see on Instagram that we're already always talking about. And then just like 
I guess like a little bit of mental health in there. Yeah, and, I feel like I'm probably gonna look at it through that lens every time. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess like just on different perspectives on because you're more so based on mental health and I'm um very um cynical. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll definitely be two different aspects on the same situation. Um so I guess it'll probably just be pop culture based, like things that are happening in our in our little worlds today. Yeah. Because that's pretty much all we talk about anyway. And then our our personal lives, but not too personal. Because, like, we still have to go back there after the podcast. <laughs> and then we don't know how much of this our husbands will be listening to. So, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But I think our personal is, like, what everyone deals with. Pretty and it's going to feel good to hear that, like, A, You're we're not, not the only, only ones. ones. Yeah. And you aren't either. And I think that's some sort of like calmness when you hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Solidarity. There's a lot of uh, comfort there. Like, oh, wow, it's not just me. Everybody has, you know, a crazy spouse or my husband also doesn't clean up. I mean, you don't have that struggle. I have that struggle. (laughs) But like, yeah, men are gross. So we're just going to put that out there. You will be hearing a lot of me saying I hate men because well my dad was the main like my mom worked and my dad retired early because he had a triple bypass Mm -hmm. but he was the one always cooking and cleaning and he's like so clean himself and I was like well when I find a partner they're gonna have to do that like I'm not gonna be with someone that is the total opposite of what I was raised as and you know what's interesting we definitely do marry what we see at home absolutely like you I feel like especially like because I have a lot of friends who didn't have their father in their lives. And like when it came to them finding a partner, I think it was a little bit difficult for them because I feel like as a girl, especially like what you see at home and your father is usually what you're going to go for. Mm-hmm. And I know I definitely did marry like a literal, like <sighs> he is my father. And yeah. it's frustrating a lot of the time. Yeah. But it's also, it's like, I couldn't see myself with anybody else. Like my father was very giving. My father loved to spend money and loved to give me whatever the hell I wanted. And if it was something that he didn't want to do, he was going to pay somebody to do it. And I literally married my dad. So it's like, it's interesting to have, you know, the viewpoint of having your dad in your life and seeing, or even if you're a man, having your mom in your life, or even having a dad if you know you want another man yeah so seeing you know what to base I guess what you want off of because I think it kind of happens subconsciously like we don't even know like that's what we're interested in it's true I I thought I wanted something completely different in a man apparently I do not well and it's probably the most toxic so this is very (laughs) true this is very true oh man this is true but we'll get to that in other episodes. Yeah. Um, this was just us introducing, you know, introducing ourselves. ourselves and uh, we'll have more topics to discuss. Yeah. Definitely more um, women, career, mental health based. Yeah. Um, and it'll just sound like you're talking to one of your friends. Yep. So I hope you enjoyed um, our first episode of My Nail Tech Knows All My Secrets. Bye. See you later.